0: Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the podcast. I am your host Igomo and Michelle, and today is day 42 of our Bible in a Year Challenge. Today we'll be taking readings from the book of Exodus, Leviticus, and Psalms, still on our journey to reading the entire Bible in a Year. I'm so, 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 so glad that I can get to do this with you guys. So without further ado, let us move in to today's readings. So I'll be, I'll be touching on every single chapter that we read or that we're supposed to read today because all three of them have so much significant. Not that the remaining ones that I didn't touch on does not have significance, but like these ones are like outstanding. Like first of all, today in Exodus, let's be doing that one. We see this this covenant not for for lack of a better word we see this initiation process like if you could imagine what it looked like what when you read um, Exodus chapter 24 that is today's reading. if you could imagine it in your mind it looks like a cult it looks it, it probably would seem like a um blood cult or brotherhood cult a covenant pretty much is the perfect word to explain that because that's pretty much what everybody else does like whether it is with the true god or it is with the false gods so i said something yesterday about how while we're moving on this journey especially with the first five books that talk about the old covenant and how god um established a relationship with the Israelites that we could make glaring or striking comparisons with what we're doing today because most of the time we would like to think that the old testament is in the past and it doesn't apply to us anymore and sometimes it seems very foreign to us like we don't do this anymore we don't do every single thing they did and it seems very far off but when we draw this comparison, we see how, in fact, we do the exact same thing, honestly speaking. Anyways, without, I don't know any more time. So first of all, I mean, the title of this chapter is The Covenant is Sealed. And we see the physical representation of the Old Covenant. So we have where Moses and Aaron and Nadab and Abihu and then the leading men of Israel come up to the mountain of God. And then Moses announces God's laws and God's commandments, all of the laws and commandments we've been reading so far and the people respond in unison that they have heard everything and they are willing to abide by that. Does that does that bring up something else? Yes, it really does because that's exactly what we do. Every single year during the Easter video, even at baptism, we kind of reenact that, we kind of redo it, we recite our vows I mean, and it also co- it's probably the same thing with marital vows. Okay, then, uh, let me explain. So, for those that are not Catholics, in the Catholic Church, during baptism, we, during infant baptism, your godparents and your parents answer on your behalf. And then the priest pretty much says, um, Do you denounce Satan and all his works? Do you, you know, they're just those laws. Like, do you really accept? to be a Christian and abide by all the commandments and all the laws that comes with that. And then your parents or your godparents say I do on your behalf, I mean, you're an infant, you can't answer (laughs) on your own. But then as you grow older, every single year during the Easter Vigil, we redo those vows. And I mean, now I'm an adult, I can fully understand what it is I'm getting into. And then the priests say those vows and everybody in unison In the church responds with I do I do is also the same response that a bride would give the groom and the groom would give the bride at the altar when they are being joined and so we see that this covenant is a covenant between the bridegroom and bride the bridegroom being God and the bride being the church and it is sealed with blood if you read further down there is an animal that is killed. Half of the blood is sprinkled or sprayed on the altar. The remaining half is sprayed on the people. So it is sealed with blood. When we read further down in Leviticus, we see the importance of blood. Like God strictly says over and over again, for the Israelites not to eat blood. If you want to kill an animal, eat it. when you cut off his throat or you kill it, pour the blood on the floor and then you use sand to cover it up. But not to consume the blood because the life of the animal is in the blood and so what what it means when Moses was spraying the blood between the altar and the people is that okay now there's an acceptance there's an agreement God has agreed to take this people as his own the people have agreed to take God as their God and now to seal this to make sure it is binding and lasting It is sealed with blood which is life between the altar and the people between the bridegroom and the bride and that is exactly what we do even at mass not necessarily only at Easter vigil every single time we go to mass there is a blood covenant you are being binded with God by blood but not the blood of an animal anymore the blood of Jesus himself because the life of God is in his blood and when we bind when we are binded by that it kind of seals our marriage it is kind, it is a way of us saying we are remarried to God right and when we read further down also still in the book of Exodus we see where um, it clearly states that that is verses 11 it says God did not harm this leading men of Israel they saw God and then they ate and drank together usually before that time you might have noticed that people I think it happened in the case of Jacob that when people have the encounter with God that they get visited by God or by an angel they assume that immediately that happens they are dead because in those days like God is was not as lenient to them as he is with us now because of Jesus of course When you see God, it means judgment on you. I mean, God is holy, and you're not holy, right? You have so many sins with you. So when the holiness, when that light comes in darkness, it casts away all darkness. And we as human beings, we have darkness because we are sinful by nature, and then God comes. And so to them in those days, when you see God, you are going to die because (laughs) there is no two ways about it. But here it clearly mentions that God did not harm these men. They saw God and they ate and drank together, why? Right before now, right before this encounter, we've been reading so many things, there was a process of unlearning and learning. God had to teach these people who he was and enjoin them to know him. And right after they did that, they had an agreement that they were going to abide by God, they were going to be his people. And then the relationship was established by blood, and then they could commune with him. So it's the same process. I think this this practically applies to us as well. We cannot expect to commune with God, the holy God, the almighty God, if we've not yet accepted to follow him, if we've not agreed to be with him, if we've not been binded by the blood covenant to be enjoined with him. And this is one of the important things of walking with god most of the times we feel that god is not with us in some cases we might be right that not necessarily like god is not physically with us because i mean god is only present everywhere but like we are not in a good relationship we are not in good light with god because we have chosen to follow our ways and to do what we want to do rather than do what god wants us to do we've chosen to take lead and take control over our lives and this kind of leads us still the better where we see so many laws concerning sexual immorality and i've heard so many arguments people that think they're smart argue that why do we have to follow these moral laws include these sexual moral laws if we don't get to follow every other thing you know like there are some commandments that God gave Israelites concerning buying of slaves and fishing of slaves and so people might want to be smart and say you know what since we're going to be following all the laws in the Bible in the old com- commandment then we might as well start buying slaves because I mean slaves were kind of accepted in the old covenant, in the old commandment and so if we want to accept these ones we have to accept all or we have the right to reject all but let me make something clear that there are three distinguished um, classifications of the commandments and the laws that governed the Israelites in those days so there is laws concerning the community this were the kind of laws that separated the Israelites from every other country or every other nation they were like physical physical things just like um, how God told them don't eat certain kind of foods don't dress in certain kind of ways don't um wear clothes cut from this fiber or with interwoven fiber those were laws that made them physically distinguished from other nations of course now we don't have the the um the good news is not just extended only the israelites in this time is extended to the entire world and so those commandments are not binding anymore and then we have the second class these are the classes of commandment that has to deal with the temple temple worship You have the burnt offering, the sin offering, the grain offering, the festivals and feasts that we even talked about yesterday. These also are not all or fully binding because we don't have a temple anymore. We don't get to worship God in the temple anymore. We don't get to offer animal sacrifice because the ultimate sacrifice has already been offered. And so these commandments or these laws are not relevant as much anymore. Or they are, but we are doing it in a different way now. And then the third classification of commandments and laws are the sexual morality laws, which we see today. And these ones are or cannot be done away as easily as those other ones. I'll tell you why. In Leviticus chapter 18, um, verses 24, it says, Do not make yourselves unclean by any of these acts, for that is how the pagans made themselves unclean those pagans who lived in the land before you and whom the Lord is driving out so you can go in. And so this this just makes us realize that these laws were even binding on the pagans that did not view God as their God. It was binding on the pagans that did not live or were not called to the same covenant as Israelites did. And so it was more or less a universal law. This had more binding. This was not conditional to just being an Israelite. The first two were because you don't have to offer offerings in those days if you were not an Israelite in the temple. You practi- I'm pretty sure you weren't even allowed in the temple if you were not an Israelite. You don't have to um, keep from eating certain kind of foods if you were not an Israelite. But these laws, these sexual laws were still binding on you whether or not you were an Israelite. And that is why we realize that these laws cannot be done away with, like the other ones. Even with time, even with civilization, even with change. What I have learned, usually my former self would have really climbed the high horse and kind of looked down on everybody else. I mean, this is this is a very um common topic for a debate nowadays because it. I think this is also the first time they clearly state. Um, that incest is a sin you don't get to be driven by your um, passions and your desires anymore you don't just get to sleep with anybody there are certain kinds of people that you should not be engaging in those acts with and like I said if I was who I was before I would have kind of had that judgmental feeling okay now thank God I'm not in this category you know I don't do such things and I kind of want to feel better than everyone else but I think God and Holy Spirit has done an amazing job (laughs) in humbling me over the past couple of years because I kind of realized that nah I am not any better all of us are still struggling we're still trying to find our way we're still trying to cling on God to help us through our weakness and through our sin and so if you if you find yourself um, kind of wanting in this area maybe you might have been um, a victim of somebody that was controlled by these desires probably you were abused as an, at an early age by a family member or you find yourself struggling with these desires yourself. Um. I just want to make something clear that if God has not judged you yet I do not have the right to judge you and I will not judge you neither does anyone else have the right to judge you and the fact that you get to feel this guilt kind of guilt or you feel like you know you've done something wrong and you need healing you feel that want or that tug in your heart that something needs to change in your life is a good sign because now you know that you were in darkness and you need or you're in darkness and you need God to bring you out into the light that that is a good sign because then it is the Holy Spirit that work within you um kind of showing you guidance and how to get out of that so I would encourage that you draw closer to God's grace and if I'm speaking from experience, I will advise not to handle things on your own. Don't don't think you can get out of it on your own, because you will fall flat on your face every single time. Seek God and ask for His strength, and ask for His help, because that is that is what He is waiting for you to do. That is what He is yearning to do. He is yearning to help you out. He is yearning to cleanse you and bring you into a new relationship with him and and i hope and i hope you have the strength i hope you have the humility as well to realize that god is in control and he alone has the final say um, conclusively from psalms from the psalm of today i would um it's qu- quite a lengthy psalm but it's a beautiful story story of a Story of an intentional God with stubborn people, and I see it as a spoiler. I say it's a spoiler because we are the new Israelites, and we have the opportunity. the The old Israelites did you not know, have the opportunity. I mean, their case was the first case of everything happening. Their case was the first case of God coming down to meet with them one on one. their first was the first case of a covenant being established with between God and man. But we as the New Covenant, we have the opportunity to see how that played out in their lives. We have a spoiler to see um, and to understand and to learn about their journey with God, how they began with Him, the whole process and how they ended with Him. And we get to learn those lessons and apply to our lives now. And it would be a shame that even with all these opportunities that we have with this great advantage, that we fail to meet up, that we fail to build our relationship with God and to walk in the path he's calling us to. I um, heard this homily sermon, I I mean, I think it's unarguably the best sermon I've ever heard, the best homily I have ever heard because Man, that the homily is good. I don't know. I'll probably put a link in the description box for you guys. I just I just don't want to be the only one to get to listen to that. It was a beautiful homily by Father Mike. It actually made me pause. Like I was in the middle of my house chores and then I was listening to it and I, I had to pause and, and just listen to everything without any distraction. Anyways, in that homily, Father Mike states that and what makes a story a tragedy is not the beginning it's not the journey or the process it's how it ends the end makes a story a tragedy luckily for you hopefully you're still alive listening to this and for me our journey hasn't ended yet until we get to say how the journey ends regardless of how you started with God regardless of where you are now with God you still have a chance on how your story ends and so today, I hope God gives us that strength and that grace to not make our story a tragedy and to help us walk with him and to learn and to understand him a bit more every single second of our lives. And so with that, this episode comes to an end. Thank you so much, so, 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 so much for listening this far. Hopefully, you took my advice for the last episode and you actually sent an invite link to a friend if you're coming alone and you're listening to this alone you're not doing well (laughs) so don't forget to share anyways and subscribe and i will see you guys in the next episode same time same place have an amazing day